0: So again, this is a continuation of the meeting originally, uh, began on March 31st, 2021 at 6 p.m. Continued public hearing for Verizon wireless applications for 43 proposed small cell infrastructures in the city of Medford. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12th, 2020 order, suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, general law, chapter 38 and 18. In the governor's subsequent order imposing strict limitation on the number of people that may gather in one place. This meeting of the Medford um, ad, uh, ad hoc small cell committee will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with a right and or requirements to attend this meeting can be found on the city of Medford website at www.medford.org. MedfordMA.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by viewing the meeting on cable access or online through Medford Community Media's YouTube channel. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the city of Medford or Medford Community Media website, an audio or video recording transcript or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. Uh, the meeting is being held on Zoom. The meeting ID is nine three three seven six nine seven five zero six four. 7697 5064 passcode 035999 for dial in audio. The number is 1-929-205-6099, ID number 933-7697-5064. All right, I'd like to welcome the committee and uh, Verizon and everybody back uh, to continuation of the uh, public hearing. So, first thing I'd like to do is introduce myself and the committee. Um, so my name is Tim McGivern. I'm the city engineer and the chair of the ad hoc small cell committee. We also have uh, Paul Mokey, who is the building commissioner, Marianne, who is Marianne O'Connor, who is the director of public health, and Alicia Hunt, director of Office of Community Development. So that is the committee. A reminder, we are operating under the interim policy for small cell wireless installation. Uh, This interim policy was a result of an FCC declaratory ruling and order, so federal order. A reminder to everybody that this meeting is being recorded, so. And I'll just give a summary of the last meeting here. At the last meeting, we had a presentation, it was made by Verizon. There was a follow-up period with um, questions by the committee. The committee introduced the map location as, uh, as a tool we're using for discussion. Um, that was also, that was followed by a um, substantial non-site specific or general comment period um, from the public and many questions were directed to Verizon through that process. We also received a briefing from the city's legal counsel regarding um, understanding the legal framework uh, before we got into the specifics of locations and applications. Uh, And we voted to grant with conditions application number three, which is at 287 Main Street. Um, And the general conditions that we established the last meeting um when we were just when that one was under discussion will be listed before we go into the next location on the agenda okay before we continue i'm going to take some liberties here because i know in the last week um the the buzz has been high regarding this i just would like to make a statement uh before we move forward it's similar to the statement i made before That's uh, just to get it off the table make sure that folks know where I stand as a chair here and what, you know, how we're moving this forward. Um, So anyway, here we go. Before we continue, I'd like to make a statement similar to the one I made last week for the benefit of folks who did not hear it. I know there are a lot of folks here who'd like an opportunity to speak. I also know that there are a lot of strong feelings in the room. I'd like to acknowledge that. I'd like to make sure folks understand that my job tonight is to go through this agenda, picking up where we left off on March 31st. On the 31st, there was a significant portion of the meeting dedicated to public comment and we heard quite a lot of um, opinions and views. We heard many passionate voices uh, on a variety of topics. As we move into more specific locations, there is a time set aside for site specific public comment. Um, I'll ask during those periods that folks limit their comments to the specific site that is under discussion. I'd also like to remind folks that this committee has a narrow purview regarding the overall approval process of these systems. The nationwide approvals of this system take the form of the federal order that I mentioned. The city was under legal obligation to create an interim policy for processing application proposals from companies such as Verizon. This set of application was received after the policy was adopted. All of this took place over a year ago. I personally do not believe antennas should be on wireless antennas should be on wire support utility poles. I am generally a proponent of putting overhead wires underground and removing poles out of the city streetscape in general. Overhead equipment and wires in the streetscape does not positively contribute to the visual or audio audible streetscape. It just doesn't. Also I also do not agree with the idea of the federal government, a federal government agency telling municipalities what is and isn't good for their community. I also do not agree with the idea that the science and technology is complete. Today we have radio signals all around us from the wireless service in our homes or offices to the cell phones in our pockets, to the microwave in our kitchen, and the radiation coming at us from outer space. It's coming from everywhere. To definitively say that we know the long-term impacts on people from serving ourselves with different man-made radio frequencies, emissions is laughable. I also personally would not want an antenna outside of my home. For one thing, more equipment and wires above the street level is not a positive contribution to my neighborhood. Second, my understanding of the law in Massachusetts is that my local representatives that we the people elect hold the keys to the installation of utility systems in the public ways. With that said, we are reviewing these applications with the best interest, with the interests of Medford residents in mind, not our own personal interests. The circumstances we are presented with are such that denials with this committee would not be in the best interest of the public as it may risk the city losing what little control we do have. As I have uh, done since the beginning, I am recommending that folks contact their federal, state and local elected elected officials to make sure they know what your objections are as well. Same thing I've been telling folks that I've been talking to. and a, a strong reminder here too, um, it was covered last meeting, but this committee doesn't have any purview over health impacts in general. Uh, and I know a lot of comments is about, uh, is about health impacts or about health impacts. We don't have any purview there. Um, and that's it's been pretty, it's been explored quite a bit. Um, so like I said, very limited purview. <clears throat> I'd like to remind everybody the rules of this hearing. If you have a, um, a site-specific comment, please send it in the chat to me or let me know that you'd like to make a site-specific comment. And I will um, I will queue you up when the site comes along. Um, you can uh, direct your speech, comments, questions, and things like that directly to the chair. And I can pass them to Verizon. No profanity, name-calling, no other rude or disruptive behavior is going to be allowed. Um, the chair, me, reserves the right to mute participants who become disruptive to the proceedings. Uh, and each speaker during the public participation will receive two minutes. General comment period uh, is over. Uh, that was that last um, meeting. The, well, the continue the start of this hearing. <clears throat> so site specific comments must be relevant to the specific site under consideration. Before we move further. Um, We have Robin on the line. Robin, I was wondering if you could just um, give an overview of of the standard conditions that we established last time.
1: Sorry, Um, I don't think I have them word for word. I think they were recorded in the record, but I can give a summary of what they were.
0: That would be great. Thank you.
1: Okay. So let me just, um, those for you. So generally there were, um, conditions requiring compliance with section F, um, of the application process, which requires that prior to installation, there'll be, um, the engineering certification as to pole structural safety. And that is in section it's one F of the policy, um, with reference to section one H of the policy prior to installation of any units. There'll be, uh, I'm sorry, not one H. It's. I apologize. I didn't. uh, I know you're gonna put me on the spot like that, Tim. I apologize.
0: That's okay. I'm
1: sorry. sorry. It's. it's I'm sorry. Let me go back. It's. I'm sorry. It's two F which requires certification by a registered professional engineer that the pole or location will safely support the proposed equipment. Um, there was also a condition that prior to installation, there'll be compliance with 2H related to the affidavit of a radio frequency engineer. Um, prior to installation, we'll have updated insurance certificates. There was a condition um, that Verizon will cover the cost of any of the so-called make ready work related to moving or really relocating any city lights or infrastructure on any of the poles. Um, there'll be no installations on double poles and if a new pole is installed in the future, Verizon will cause removal of the double pole before installing the equipment on the new pole. Um, there'll be a confirmation that, there, that all of the poles and installations are ADA compliant. Um, the condition that there be no noise detectable to a human ear at the pole location on the ground and at the nearest residence. Um, there'll be an affidavit submitted consistent with section two L of the policy, which is that, uh, the applicant will certify that the equipment will be maintained in good repair and according to FCC standards, and that it will in fact be kept in good repair. And I believe those are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I had eight conditions, um, from the last meeting, there was one other, um, Item, I thought it was worth clarifying that it was not voted as a condition, but just that granting the, the location the right to be in the public way, but that the applicant's still going to need to apply for any other local permits like electrical permits. Yep. Uh, and I don't know if you want to vote that as a ninth condition, if it needs to be clarified, or if you're comfortable based on the applications that that's clear. But I figured I'd mention it while we were talking about conditions.
0: I think it's worth clarifying. Um... And there's another condition I would like to uh, bring to the table. Um, actually, two, and one of them actually actually has to do with the uh, the double poll situation. And um, and I mentioned should I, should we do this now, or should we move to location and do it during a location? Or
1: uh, I think it would make sense to do a general discussion of them because then you're each. Um, motion for the locations you can just say that you're incorporating the you know prior conditions
2: yeah uh, so the I, chairman well it uh, looks
1: like Verizon has a question yeah it, uh,
2: just see. a matter of uh, housekeeping if we yeah. have uh kathleen finn as co-host so that if questions come up uh we get the right people on you know that's all i'm asking sure okay dave can you
0: uh be ready in case we need to unmute those um, people for responses. All right. So, um, committee members, what I was, what I wanted to uh, discuss with you about adding to the list of conditions, um, I did notice that some of the the poles don't have the concrete repaired at the base, um, and also some of the poles seem to be in process, so they are double poles right now. It looks like new ones were put in and the old ones are still attached to the new one. Um, So one of the things that maybe we can amend the condition about double poles. I also think that the concrete at the base of the poles needs to be repaired as well um, before the antennas go up.
1: So that's one. Do you have a list of which ones have the concrete issue?
0: I don't have a list, no, but many of them do. Um, in general, many of them do, whether it's, uh, from a double pole installation or it's just never was done or needs to be done. So there's that one. So, uh, does anybody else in the committee have anything uh, to say about that? Um, we'll move on it. Paul.
3: Yeah, Tim, is that uh, already one of the requirements in our interim policy that the poles are certified that they
0: are safe for any further installation or do you feel like something we need to add? Well, I think the condition should be such that um, the, the the pole can't be a double pole when they put the antenna on and it can't be uh, incomplete. It needs to be completed. So in other words, the concrete needs to be put back where it was around the base of the pole basically right so I, but you're talking about
3: so you talk about existing poles that you, you're concerned with also Tim and there may not be double poles
0: any yeah exactly exactly I mean just that's why in general um the the concrete should be complete down the bottom not in disrepair it should be in good condition right yeah
3: well, I agree. We should get some type of uh, report or certification that it's structurally sound. to Anchor these poles, and any additional height added to the poles by the uh, this equipment on top of the poles is not going to create any more of a you know of a moment type of situation where we may get some uh, uh, unsafe unsafe poles. We
0: are. Um, they submitted structural calculations, but we've requested those to be certified. Right by a professional structural engineer per the policy. So,
1: so one of the conditions you've already adopted is that prior to installation of any equipment, you'll receive a certification by a registered professional engineer that the pole and location will safely support the proposed equipment. So that's already a condition.
0: Yeah, okay. This would just be. I'd like to add uh, either add a whole new condition or add it to the. Um, I guess it shouldn't be added to the double poles one, but just in general, um, the concrete should be in good condition at the base of the pole and should and shouldn't be missing.
1: When you Tim, just because I'm not I'm not familiar sure. with. When you say the base of the pole. Do you mean on the on the sidewalk itself?
0: Uh, right around the pole, uh, so usually when they okay. take poles out and put them in, there's a a, a square of concrete about two by two, 18 inches by 18 inches, um, so that, that's the, the, the concrete I'm talking about, the concrete at the base of the utility pole.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh. Can I-
4: can, can I interject for one second? Um, just, and I'd like to direct this to Robin. I've had several calls um, from concerned residents um, stating they, they wanna know why uh, Medford has decided not to include health effects um, as a condition uh, of, for denial. And I, 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 I am asking you to clarify that this is not a Medford decision that we have no control over the fact that we cannot uh, include health effects. And for those on this call that, that want to make comments uh, regarding their concerns about health effects, I want them to know um, be, before they basically waste their breath um, that this is not a decision in our control. And I, I would like you to make it perfectly clear that that this is not a Medford decision. This is not our committee's decision uh, that our hands are tied on this.
1: No, that's consistent with federal law. Could you,
4: uh, could you ex- please I explain want- to the residents a little bit more clearly that this is,
1: it is not, I mean, I, I, it's not a decision of the city of Medford, the federal law regulating the installation of personal wireless services facilities prevents you from, um, denying an application based on concerns over health. It's very, I mean, it's that simple. I know folks don't like it. I totally understand, but, those are the parameters in which you have to evaluate this.
0: Right. do I hear um, a, any uh, motion for the concrete base? Um,
1: so can I just can I just ask before you have the actual motion? So, sure. would it be and and you may want to get Verizon's input. I don't know before you before you move on that. But um, that would it be that to the extent necessary, concrete at the base of the pole shall be installed or repaired mm-hmm. to what? Can, is it to your to satisfaction of the city engineer to what is, to what? Yeah, to city sidewalk standards. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. To city. Okay.
5: Yep. Before we vote on that, I was just looking for clarification in our policies. I apologize. They're eight pages long. I sometimes can't remember what's in them. Um, do they have a length of time that they have to put, that they have in which to put the, Equipment up after we grant the permit. I'm just. I was a little. I know we sort of discussed that last week because put it, getting the certified things, getting the right pole in place, getting the other pole removed, getting the concrete on. Um, I I don't want us to be in a situation where five years from now they're installing something that we permitted today, right? Um, I feel like the, these permits should have a, a window in which that they're, they're good, like 10 years from now, they shouldn't be then executing on a permit that we issued tonight. There's, I see there's an annual recertification that's required and that if it's no longer in use, it has to come down within 30 days. Because if that's not in here, then I think that we should put some time limit on these permits. You know, to do to, to the installation.
1: Yeah. And again, I don't, I'm not, I don't see anything in here about that. Most of it is tied to the annual certifications and removing equipment, which is no longer.
5: Right. And is there, um, Anything that if we didn't put a date that because it's a permit issued by the city that, you know, they have, I know the conservation commission, which is the board I've been staffing for a long time, you have three years. Yep. Um,
1: So it's not in the policy. Again, that might be something that talk with Verizon about I don't know what their timeframe is for being able to install 43 um, or 44 of these.
5: Right. And obviously, you know, I know this is going to take time. I'm just thinking five years, 10 years becomes I- unreasonable. Yeah.
1: Again, um, I think it's a point to discuss
5: the other members. I mean, Paul and Tim, you do a lot of more construction work than I do.
3: Well, um, well we have and uh, building permit wise. Once the permit is issued uh, is a six month period they have to start that work. Uh, if it's a special permit, usually by a zoning board, uh, they have a year. Usually have a year to do to submit for the permit, and and um, the language in the building code. Once you start the permit within six months, you have to uh, work as expeditiously as possible or complete it. So they don't really put an end date on it. But uh, uh, the other uh, criteria that's in the building code is if the work is abandoned for six months, then the permit is revoked. So six months to start is uh, would we go by? Uh, do you have anything, Tim, on your end about your permit?
0: It, we usually um, require work to be done within 30 days under a permit. For um, this situation, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, the policy is written is if if it's abandoned uh, or if, it, if it's not being used to take it down. Um, I'm not sure if, if after a year they haven't installed these, if um, if that means anything um i'm not quite sure about that i think as a committee we could probably condition if we want them to be up within a certain amount of time well you know i don't know how that uh, would work i'd like
4: Mm -hmm. to hear from verizon as to what their time frame is we can yeah
0: we can i want to um ask them about the concrete collars around the bottom of the poll so maybe we can ask um ask them about those two things now um stan do you have uh any comments regarding the concrete collar uh, around the base of the pole that I, that I was wishing to condition uh, or the time frame for implementation after?
2: I think Mike might have uh, both of those, but I can tell you that, you know, uh, the uh, placement of concrete or like materials, uh, depending on where they are on sidewalks and you know, I can put concrete in asphalt sidewalk and vice versa. Uh, so we, we would make sure that takes place and that the, uh, the um, slab matches and is in conformity with the standards of the city. Uh, in terms of uh, time frame, um, perhaps Michael or uh, Sean would be best to answer that.
6: Yeah, I think from a practical, Sean would be, um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any justification for making too short a time frame on these. But Sean may know what the, what the timing plans are if he's unmuted. Thank you, Mike. There you
7: go. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, as Mike said, I think, I mean, our intention would be to get out and build these sites as quickly as possible. I would think that um, a year time frame on them would be acceptable to us on this occasion with possibly the ability to renew if we're not able to build within that year or, you know, one renewal for a year maybe.
5: I mean it it seems to me that's reasonable i'd rather have a a deadline and not have these suddenly appearing five years from now and the staff who are then in staff have no idea what's going on have no history on it
0: okay i mean i'm open to that i'm open to that i mean 12 months
3: okay so what do we we decide on uh it, if we uh, if there is uh, some locations that require a renewal, uh, how long are we going to? Is that a new renewal for an additional year, or do we want to make the renewal for a lesser period of time, like maybe a six month period?
4: I would ask Robin if that's uh, reasonable and acceptable and allowable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if it works for folks, you could have a condition that any grant of location for, insti- for which the installation is not complete with one year shall expire, a new application shall be co- required, provided, however, that the applicant um, can apply for an up to one year extension.
0: I'd say up to six months. Because if they haven't done it in a year, I mean, they should be able to do it within six months. Yeah, I agree
1: too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, as long as that work, you know, they know what their time schedule is. I I think Alicia's point as well, take it, it needs to be something that makes sense for folks.
0: Yeah. So, and they said a year uh, and then a year makes sense based off of the recertification um, timeframe that we have in policy. So as far as the annual recertification goes, so it makes sense to have, have it uh, within 12 months. And um, then if they need to apply for extension, then they have six months, and that makes a lot of sense. And we're back on the concrete collar. Um, uh, any objections to uh, those time frames?
6: I, th- I think that's fine. That's that's um, That should be workable.
0: Fine. All right. So let's vote on, um, if, if there's a motion, vote on these... Um, can you want
1: me to summarize the three of them for you?
0: If you could, yeah.
1: Okay, so I think- on, hold
0: on. Actually, before we my procedural question, can if if I present another potential condition here, can we vote on all of them at once? Or we need to do one at a time.
1: No, I think you can. It probably makes sense to just take one vote, adding in the additional conditions.
0: All right, then let's just pause for a moment. Let me read this one. Okay. Uh, so I I'm hearing all kinds of uh, information from the public, and I have been thinking of a way to try to address some of this. Um, and this is what I came up with. And I'm speaking to the other committee members here. Uh, a letter to homes within 100 feet of uh, any poll location. I know we did about a notification 300 feet, but I, I, I'm saying for this particular letter, 100 feet, reduce the amount of houses and get the ones that are within 100 feet, explaining what the equipment is, a list of the FCC standards it complies with, and the legal references to those standards, a short description of the federal order, a couple of sentences explaining what the federal order is and why it's, you know, what it's doing here, Um, contact information for Verizon Wireless, and a process to follow if the residents would like to request that the antenna be relocated. So that's you know that that letter would cover give folks who have these near their ha- houses who don't want them there some information to use um, to try to help them out. So and this is one of the reasons why I thought you know conditions is is a good idea here. So I don't know when, what I'm
1: when would yes. folks be getting that letter?
0: Um, we, we could say you know two weeks prior to installation or something like that, or um, you know, s- some time frame. Uh, So folks know that it's going up and have the information, who to contact, um, you know, and sort of the framework that gives a little bit of explanation about why it's there.
3: Tim, you think uh, as far as delivering that letter, certified mail or regular first class mail?
0: uh, Yeah, certified mail. Certified mail for something like this, yeah. And, you know, demonstration to the city that it was done. As a condition of the approval. Any of the any of the committee members have any thoughts on that?
5: I wanted us to be very explicit and understanding because everybody got a butters notifications, and I believe that was in writing about this. I assume that was some a radius that was dictated in here. Yeah. Um are yeah. you indicating that same radius or you're talking like the most immediate residential structure?
7: The
0: most immediate residential structure. So within hundred feet, basically, that's, that, that's the number I'm using because a lot of, a, a lot of resident structures are within, um, you know, sometimes it's close to 20 feet, sometimes a couple that are closer. Um, and then, you know, 300 feet was the other notification. Um, so 100 was just a number I used because there, you know, there's a, um, a lot of homes that are 90 feet away, for example. Um. so it's just the sort of line I drew in the sand to, to in my mind that seems like a, a, an appropriate distance um, as opposed to the full 300 feet I know the full 300 feet was the notification that folks received for the hearing um,
4: so I, I would um, if, we, if we do this accept this condition I would say a, a month's notification would be us better in that if they do have um, to reach back out to Verizon and have their, you know, um, reasons for wanting these not to be built in front of their homes or to be moved, um, I think a month notice is is fairer to the resident and fairer to Verizon.
0: Um, Any the thoughts of the committee.
4: Yeah, thirty days is.
3: I think a good uh, time period, Marianne. I would think that's a good, a good uh, condition to implement.
0: The other Tim, other
3: if you could, if you could is, just take already- a second um, on you, when you part of this uh, condition, a letter of uh, rec- uh, requesting maybe a relocation of the pool. Um, I'm wondering. Uh, I don't know if you've thought that through yet, but. What kind of time periods would that involve, and how do we act on that? I, I don't know.
0: I mean, I think that it would it, uh, be a process through uh, Verizon Wireless because we don't have control over where the proposed locations are. We can suggest other locations, but that's from my understanding, that's about all we can do is suggest other locations. I'm so, uh,
5: Wait, I'm confused because people can't just request that polls be moved. And this is the process to determine which poll is being used for it. Um, if they have an objection to the poll that's being used, it has to go through the certification policy, the process with this committee, right? I can see wanting to give them notice so that they're aware that there's one going up on their near their house. I'm not really sure why they fully need it. I think a lot of it has to do with um, different people's opinions on these. Um,
0: yeah, I was thinking more but like I'm the narrow, we don't have a lot of- A letter. I mean, like if if a person objects because of health reasons, for example, and this committee doesn't have purview on that. So it was more along those matters. Like, is the, you know, what is their process? I mean, I would imagine that there is, um, as Verizon stated in the last meeting, there is a way to contact Verizon, file complaints, try to get issues remedied, um, So I know that there are protocols and procedures that Verizon already has set up for this type of thing. Um, So if the resident has a complaint on the antenna, how do they get that complaint resolved? And if the complaint is that the antenna is there, um, then the owner of that antenna should be the one responding to to that complaint.
5: An interesting thing is that we have in our rules that there can't be any signage, logos, decals on these, which is a little bit perplexing because I would think that we would want it labeled as what company it belongs to so that people have an awareness of whose antenna it is.
0: There are some requirements for that. Yep. Okay. So Um, they have to post the name, location, identifying information, emergency telephone number. Uh, in an area on the cabinet of the small wireless facility that's visible to the public. Um, so that that I know and it's and it's on a specific sign. it was uh, my idea was just to sort of you know have that information sent in a letter, content information, and if there's any, um, complaint with the the pole, the location of the antenna, um, to sort of give some uh, advice. I hope. sorry. But anyway, I'd I'd like to move on on, um, if if folks on the committee.
1: Oh, excuse me, sorry.
0: No, go ahead, please. Robin,
1: I think you should get some input probably from Verizon on that last one. Um, I'm not real sure on the on the wording. I maybe Verizon wants to comment on it first.
0: Sure. I mean, I'm not even sure if the committee is is on board with it, but um, oh, okay.
1: Sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to advance it prematurely.
0: That's okay. I, I just, I, I do want to move on, but I also want to make sure that the committee understands what I'm trying to do here. Um, I'm trying to be sensitive to the situation that we're in as a committee. And I'm trying to see if there's an opportunity here to have a condition that gives information to the resident about the the poll and who to contact uh, if there are issues Um and a short description of you know what it complies with as far as the FCC standards go. Um, that's what I'm trying to get at here. So I don't know if if no one else in the committee has has anything to say. I'll uh, see if Verizon has something to say about it. Stan, uh, Mike, you guys. Yeah, uh, sure,
6: sure. I'm ha- I'm happy to comment. I I think um, if it's a question of informing people. Of what the work is that's being done. I don't know that there's an objection to informing. I think a certified letter is overkill. This is not a notice situation. You don't need, you don't need a, a certification. This is really, this hearing process is really the process to discuss what polls these are on. Um, as, uh, as one of your committee members just pointed out, I don't, I don't think um, there needs to be a follow-on process for this, but in terms of providing um, contact information and some background information, I, you know, I, th- I think Verizon would be, um, you know, able to do that, even if it was something like a notice um, that went on the city's website or something too. I mean, you have lots of information out there about this process um, yeah. and, and uh, you know, we're, 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 we're happy to, to make reasonable, um, you know, reasonable efforts here, but I don't know that a certified notice to all the people in a certain uh, radius, is a area reasonable?
0: Thank you. I, w- I would like to have some notice go up because there is a lot of information out there, but the thing is, is that we're still getting inundated with, with comments on this. Um, so uh, there's a lot of concerns out there. It, a lot of it doesn't have much to do about our purview, um, but it is out there. So I would like to have uh, s- something um, sent out. And um, I'd like to get the other committees feeling uh, committees member uh, feelings on this so we can move on these conditions and get going here?
4: Well, I, I think timeframes are are essential and I'm not sure, you know, unless we have direct and constant communication with Verizon to post anything on our website, what, when we will know what's happening um, and in a reasonable timeframe to give residents notice. So. I would put the onus back on Verizon to 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 notify, uh, like you said, the us within 100 feet um, as to when this is happening, and uh, and give them an opportunity um, to give feedback.
0: Yeah, and, and that's 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 what, what I want to try to do here.
1: Can I perhaps make a suggestion? Yep. Um, and and to see how you know if that works for Verizon. Um, cause I think it will be helpful if, if we can be in agreement as to the conditions. And, and perhaps it's just that, um, that, you know, uh, uh, a week or 10 days, perhaps, you know, written notice before Verizon intends to install will be provided to residents within a specified distance. And the notice can include Verizon's contact information, um, to the extent that there are, you know, concerns or, or problems with the installation in the future and they need to read some, reach somebody. Um, I don't know, Mike, how you feel about that? Oh, you're on mute, Mike, you're on mute.
6: Thanks, I, I, I think that's uh, more consistent with what we have done other places, which is notify an area that there's going to be work done on the poles in their neighborhoods that there's gonna be an installation of what it is, some contact information. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that would be objectionable.
1: So if you did written notification to residents within a hundred feet, within 10 days of the anticipated installation, that the installation is coming and provided Verizon's contact information for any you know problems or concerns would that, I think, would that work, Tim? Does that avail your concerns? Th-
0: that does, um, that does work in a sense. Um, I want it to be a, a little bit more. Um, I liked the idea of a month, 30 days to give folks plenty of time to react they need to.
1: Sorry,
5: 30 days before their installation or 30 days after they receive this permit?
0: 30 days before installation.
1: Again, I, I would defer, I don't know if that if Mike has a comment on it. I, I, I don't know how this works. I don't
5: understand what action they take. Um, they're not going to stop Verizon from changing where it is. They're not going to stop from the, from the poll. If like suddenly they feel like it's mounted insecurely or it starts making noise unnecessarily that it's not supposed to make, um, that they should know how to contact Verizon. That's great. Um, but I don't want to mislead people about what, how are they're gonna have over this?
0: Yeah, I don't wanna mislead people at all either. It's, if there's an issue with the antenna, they need someone to be able to contact. And I want that to be in a letter that they receive from Verizon. Um, and if they want to try to take further action to have someone at Verizon they can talk to a name and a number. Um, I know it's on the, the, the poll itself, but I, you know, I, I want folks to have that information. So I'm okay with the way it was 30 days before installation that uh, homes within a 100 feet receive a letter um, explaining what the equipment is, um, you know, a description of, uh, the, the standards, um, that it complies with and contact. These are basically the minimums that I want to see and contact information for Verizon wireless before I said a short description of the federal order. But I mean, the bare minimum is, is what I want to see is, is, is the list of the standards and a, and a, contact person and a short description of, of, of why it's there. Um, uh, yeah, and you know, I did say a process to if you know they want the antenna relocated, but it's the intent would be more of having a person or a contact at Verizon that they can resolve issues with. That's the idea. So I think uh, it, it, from what I I think Verizon's okay with that. Um, so I want to add that as a as a as a condition. So. So we have four of them now, right, Robin?
1: Yep, so just, I guess the question is, I don't know if anyone Verizon wants to weigh in. You know, I I think Mike said certainly written notification to residents within 100 feet was fine, providing Verizon contact information is fine. Um, Is there any issue with just having that, have a brief description explaining the equipment that it meets, you know, the physical standards? Certainly you folks will have the affidavit, you know, on file at the city. Um, So I guess the only question, you know, is that something that's reasonable for Verizon to do Thirty days before an installation.
0: Yep, or if not thirty days, what would be a, a reasonable time frame? That, you know, three weeks, two weeks. Um,
1: I mean, I, I think it's some of it's operational for Verizon. So perhaps they want to comment on that.
0: Yes, Verizon. Stan, Mike.
6: I I think if it's said at least thirty days, that would not be a problem.
0: Okay. I'd like to make it 30 days.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll get the one with double polls. All right, do I hear a motion to approve um, those as general conditions? I'll make a motion to to uh, pose those conditions. Okay, do we hear a second? Second. All right, do roll call vote. Um, Alicia Hunt? Yes. Paul Mokey? Yes. Marianne O'Connor?
1: Can't hear Mary. Is Marianne frozen? Uh, yes. Can
0: you hear me? Yep. Yep. And then me, Timmy in the chair, yes. Okay.
1: So we'll have a total of 12 conditions now, the eight from last week and the additional four from now.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Certainly, Tim, if if members of the public have comments on the specific conditions as you get to the specific um, applications, you could always add or vary something. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Robin. All right. All right. So that was the overview of standard conditions as established by the committee on March 31st, 2021. Uh, We're going to move on to applications in South Medford. Uh, If I could have um, the uh, map brought up and we'll go to 24 Wareham Street, application 36. And my uh, comments on my review of this one was that it's uh, 55 feet away from a uh, from two three story residential buildings. I didn't have any uh, additional comments in my clearances, et cetera. Anybody on the committee have any comments on this one?
1: Tim, what application number did you say this was?
0: This is application 36 036. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you. Yeah. And I, uh, one thing that uh, I added to the information here too is the, the utility pole ID is 664. So the metal tag on the pole, 664. And I'll see if there's anyone in the chat about that um, one.
5: Um, Tim, just because I think we had asked Dave to help with the um, the email information, and he's no longer a co-host, so can no longer unmute himself. Um, And you are the only one with the power to make somebody a co-host.
8: Oh. okay.
5: You don't mind taking a minute. Um, No, what do
0: I need to do? I need to make David. Uh,
5: If you type in the participants list his name, it'll show just that one. And then under more, you can choose to make him a co-host.
0: Okay. All right. He's a co-host.
5: I've been monitoring the chat for people to say if they have specific questions for any address, and now Miranda is also on to do that. We have people who have raised their hands um, during the, the earlier portion of this, um there are no new hands that have raised it's just the ones that have been up i don't know how we want to handle that um and there are a number of general comments the comments that are about a specific address i've made a note of the name of that person and the address
0: they were looking for all right do we have anybody for uh, for 24 Wareham street comments on that
5: not that I have seen myself.
0: Dave, um, do we have any emails regarding 24 Wareham Street? Oh, the there were no emails submitted. Okay. Do we have um, a motion? Just to remind the committee, we can either grant grant with conditions or deny. And um, that's what we can do. And I would say that, uh, obviously we have general conditions, so we would use apply those. we hear a motion. Tim, my
3: question on the motion, uh, yeah. we'll make the motion grant, what conditions that would include the four additional conditions we, uh, adopted tonight. Is that correct? That is my understanding. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Did I make a motion to approve, uh, 24 Wareham Street installation?
1: And just with or for without the conditions? Clar- can I, yeah, I was gonna say, for clarity of the record, if we're going to do the motions, can you do them to grant with the 12 standard conditions voted by the board?
0: Yes, please, Paul, if you can revise your language. Okay. Right. Thank you, Rob. Then make a motion to
3: approve the 24 Wareham Street with the 12 conditions that were adopted by the committee. I, I, second, I second that. Thank uh, you for
4: uh, can, can i uh, like all, all of these hands that are raised we are um holding off before or if they're not specific to wayham street we're not addressing or uh, that's or correct
0: that's correct we, there's a lot to get through and we uh we had a substantial public comment period uh, prior um so we're on site specific i'll remind everybody this is a continuation of last week's hearing, and we're going into the site-specific portion of the agenda. So, so
8: if, do, do we yeah. know
4: that all these hands raised are not site-specific?
0: I will remind everybody, um, so if you have a site-specific comment, let us know in the chat uh, so we know. Um, it
4: looks like uh, Council Marks is saying thumbs up that he has a site-specific comment. Is that correct, Council Marks? I can Yes.
6: Yes, a thumbs up. I
0: don't. Okay. I'm just looking through the chat and make sure that uh, I didn't get any direct messages.
5: I Councillor Marks because he said he had a site specific comment.
0: Okay. Yeah, we can unmute Councillor Marks and site specific comment. Hello, Councillor Marks.
9: Thank thank you very much. And I just want to start my comment by saying I've never been so disrespected in my 26 years as an elected official in this community. To allow Verizon, an outside company, to speak and not allow an elected official to speak that represents this community for the past 26 years is a complete disgrace. A complete disgrace. I do have... Comments to make, and they're site-specific. 43 sites that are on your agenda tonight, and I totally disagree with the way you're handling public comments tonight. This was a continuation meeting. Nowhere does it say that additional comments and public input cannot be stated in an additional uh, continuation meeting. Nowhere in my 26 years as an elected official. If you would, Mr. Chair, I would appreciate the fact, if you would indulge me, because over the past two years, I've received hundreds of emails, phone calls, people stopping me at Stop and Shop, and around the community asking, Mr. President. And as their elected representative, I should have the ability to speak on their behalf. Thank you. Comments of April 6th council meeting. These were my comments and I'd like to read them into the record and it applies to all 44 applications not just the 43 that are on tonight but 44 and any other future applications which we all know we will see from not only Verizon but other providers as well. After attending the March 31st ad hoc small cell committee public hearing, I am concerned that corporate greed and commercial benefits of 5G will outweigh the potential long-term health effects of 5G on our residents, home values and environment. Method must delay any wireless build out until the law and public policy catch up to the science. The Federal Communication Commission declaratory ruling effectively tied the hands of local municipalities to make decisions best for their community. The city is prohibited from taking any action that is seen as prohibiting Verizon's 5G rollout. Verizon representatives at one point during the last hearing told Method residents unequivocally that the FCC regulations would not allow for health concerns to be discussed as a reason for not approving their applications. This comment, true or not, is outrageous. and requires a formal complaint be filed with the FCC and our congressional representatives on behalf of our community. The city, in my opinion, was ill-prepared for the much anticipated 5G hearing not presenting one subject matter expert to represent our city's interest and in its residents and only relied on one-sided Verizon paid expert witnesses in which there were many. The city has not requested any potential mitigation from Verizon to address further disenfranchisement of the community's method who can least afford Verizon's new 5G. At the very least, Method should request Verizon provide free Wi-Fi to our communities of need, as well as schools, senior housing, and low-income housing. 5G will substantially increase residential exposure to radio frequency electromagnetic fields. This has been proven to be harmful to humans and the environment. We need to engage the U.S. government to require the FCC to do an independent study of radio frequency standards and health risk. We should support the recommendations of the 400 scientists and medical doctors who signed the 5G appeal that calls for an immediate moratorium on the deployment of 5G and demand our government officials fund the research needed to adapt, adopt biologically based exposure limits that protect the health and safety of our residents and the environment. Human exposure guidelines for radio frequency used by the FCC are more than 20 years old and address only thermal, not biological impact of exposure. Over the past 20 years, a robust body of independent science has emerged showing significant biological impacts from exposure to radiofrequency microwave radiation, including clear evidence of cancer, neurological and cognitive harm, heart abnormalities and reproductive effects. Populations especially at risk include pregnant women, children, the elderly, individuals with implanted medical devices or cardiac or neurological problems. At the April 6th, this past Tuesday, City Council meeting, I, along with Councilor Scott co-sponsored docket number 21310, asking the city's 5G small cell interim policy be discussed. After considerable input and discussion between the council and residents, 10 amendments with six questions were offered, approved, and unanimously voted on by the Meffitt City Council 7-0, of which all four members of the Small Cell Committee should have a copy in their hands right now, according to the city clerk. The vote requested a response from the city solicitor, the ad hoc Small Cell Committee, the Federal Communications Commission, our federal delegation, the city administration, along with the Biden administration. The one amendment that requires immediate action prior to any action of this committee tonight is the following. Motion requesting the ad hoc small cell committee not approve any more 5G applications until the city has ample time to review questions and policy comments submitted. Be it further requested, the city consult with its own 5G subject matter experts regarding issues of concern raised by residents regarding health and safety, setbacks, FCC 5G regulations, potential mitigation, and other issues of concern. I want to also recognize Council President Caviello, who is on the call, Councilor Scarpelli, and Councilor Morrell that are also on the call tonight, and all my other colleagues that voted for this this past Tuesday. I respectfully ask, that this committee for request the continuation of the meeting originally begun on March 31st to a date certain to allow for additional community comment and input before any vote is taken. I thank you for allowing me to speak. I thank you for allowing me to represent the 58,000 people in the community that elect me to represent them. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councilman Marks. Uh,
4: could I, would just could say, I ask Robin to respond to those? Um, if, if that's even, uh, if, if that's possible. Could I ask you, Robin's man. input for that? Please. Thank yep. you.
0: Thank you, Mary. And I, I, I would also like to ask uh, Robin to comment on that, but just a couple of things. Um, these So these applications have been um, pending for over a year. There are shot clocks associated with this. Um, and um, the shot clocks are long run out um so the risks that i described earlier and my opinions on the matter um are, are, i i i don't disagree with uh, Councilor marks in, in a lot of a lot of respects um this this goes to the situation that our hands are tied and I'm trying mr. to chair, do a, a, mr chair I, with I, all
9: due respect with all due mm-hmm. respect we've been in a pandemic for close to 14 months mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
9: there were several meetings held with over a hundred residents that appeared at city hall that were canceled so, I realize there's a shot clock. I realize Verizon would like to see this happen yesterday. However, I believe we have to proceed with caution on this matter. And there's no rush I'm not, to judgment. I'm there, not
0: there is no. I'm, I'm trying to proceed to, to caution. If, if, if they're denied tonight or if it's the, the hearing is denied. further, but if it's continued further, we'll well be on the shot clocks. And I'd like Robin to respond to this. There's, it's not that simple. And I, I'm trying to, I had a substantial period last meeting for public comment. So uh, I would ask Robin to address some of those uh, comments if she can regarding the legal framework of this.
1: Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I'm not sure what parts of it. You I guess like the, 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 the continu-
0: like? continuing to delay the process um, as, as, as well as, um, you know, the health impacts were brought up again and and how outrageous that is. And I agree. Um, But sort of the limited purview of this committee um, and, you know, the shock clocks maybe are are maybe the shock clocks and what the sort of the um, how the delay since they first applied it with the policy and how that leads to where we are today as far as the shot clocks go and what that legal framework is?
1: So, I mean, again, the, the there are presumptive shot clocks for what is a reasonable time to act on these applications. Um, you are well, well beyond those shot clocks. And certainly I understand that we've been living in, um, you know, limited circumstances and what have you. Mm-hmm. I can't say what Verizon will or won't do if you either, um, you know, deny these or continue them in a way where they feel as though they're being denied or prohibited. I, I can't speak for what Verizon will do, but certainly they will have recourse to the courts. Um, I've already addressed the health issue. I, I don't know how, what else I guess I can say on this. You have a policy. Yep. You have applications before you that this policy will lie to, Yep. Um, you know, certainly any changes in aesthetic requirements that were not published in advance are not going to apply to these applications. Yep. So um, it really, it wouldn't change anything for purposes of these applications, in my opinion, if something different, you know, regulating the form of them was enacted tomorrow. And to the extent that you were to deny any of these applications, you would need to have a substantial reason in your written record based on this policy to do so so um i understand that folks are in a tough spot here i'm not unsympathetic i just I, i'm sorry but i don't know what more there is that i can say
0: no you um, said it all robin I, I i i thank you and i i, I addressed some
1: I, of. Uh, i
4: can't
1: uh, predict the future and i can't speak for verizon right, um, right, right,
4: right i think some of the issues though robin you can speak to is what Councillor max brought up about you know concerning like going to the fcc and the federal government and 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 please give us some more guidance robin i think you have more to to offer us right now
1: i can't speak to how effective those efforts may or may not be um and i can't say what verizon will do should the city put these off i mean i think that's a question maybe for verizon i i'm sorry but that's not um you know again you have applications before you and you have yep Timelines by which you were supposed to have acted on those applications that you are well beyond. Yep. Um, certainly Verizon would have recourse to the courts. What yep. a court would do I can't say? These are tremendously difficult to deny, to defend when it's a denial. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't be more helpful. I don't know what else to say that I haven't already said. There are deadlines. Um, you can't, uh, well, I mean, I don't think that you can ultimately be successful in just refusing to hear them or refusing yeah. to act. That's yeah. my my opinion,
9: Mr. Thank Chair. With, with all due respect, no one's refusing to hear them. We're asking for a continuation so we can have the concerns that are out in the public, which are clear, addressed and discussed, and don't have people feel that they don't have a say and they don't have the ability. Uh, to have input with this. And that's currently how people feel. And I understand Verizon has their job to do, but we also as a community have our job to do. And that's all I'm asking is for uh, some additional time, uh, not to kill this, but to allow for more public input, more comment. (laughs) Clearly, our policy is ineffective if we have to put 10 conditions on it. So it speaks volumes regarding our policy. And if you look at the council's recommendations the other day, we have a number of recommendations to uh, create a stronger policy that we're requesting. And I appreciate your time. I know this is
0: difficult, believe me. Thank this you. is incredibly difficult. And I must say that it's been a year. I mean, it's been a, over a year, all right? And I would like to um, just really have everybody acknowledge that. It's been over a year, okay. So I would like to get Verizon's take on even uh, an, another extension, um, another uh, extension to allow more time for the for the community um, Tim, to discuss this. Tim, before you ask that question, I have a
3: question for you and the other community members. I did not receive any of those council recommendations today. Did any other committee members get them? No, I did not. Okay.
9: I, I was told by the city clerk they were delivered uh, sometime at around noontime or maybe yep. a little, shortly after.
3: Well, Council, I, I checked my email and both my uh, mail and my box today. I, I didn't get a notification either way. That's why I wanted to make sure the other commu- committee members didn't get them either.
0: I did. I received... I received them. I did not. I did not get them either. Dave, were those um, sent to other committee members?
10: I received the the, uh, email from the clerk uh, with the the out of report. And I forwarded that over to you, Tim. Uh, I did not forward it to the direct committee. I sent it to UN council.
0: Okay. Well, I received it at the end of the day. I read it. I didn't uh, forward it to the other committee members.
4: And again, I just want to reiterate that the federal government is prohibiting us from acting on health effects. And I know um, that was a lot of what Councilor Marks had to say, but again, um, our hands are tied.
0: So we have, again, a limited purview. I still believe that robust conditions seem like the best way to go here on these i believe we if we deny or delay we're risking them going up as applied for because the courts rule in verizon's favor so i'm trying to maintain a little control we have here so i would like to get verizon's input on an additional time um how much you know are we talking
2: one more month Tim, if, if I could?
0: Yes, please, Stan.
2: Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, the amount of uh, public information that we've exchanged over the course of um, more than a year, as you pointed out, um, and when you juxtapose um, what we've done in Medford to any other community, it's been an extraordinary effort, effort uh, to do outreach. We've done, um, you know, a community meeting we've uh, established a website where there can be exchange of information. And uh, we participated in a public hearing as you uh, have shared um, just last week and, and listened uh, quite uh, carefully to the comments that were made. Um, there is no benefit from continuing this meeting uh, beyond the time frame and to take up the issues that are in front of the committee uh, at this point. Benefit to who? To, to all concerned.
9: I, I would disagree with that.
2: Okay. All right.
0: We have to move on. Um, I I don't... With that with that said by Ryzen, I, if we continue this further, I don't think that is in the best interest of, of the city. I, I just don't. I live in the city. It is not in the best interest. I think in the best interest is to condition these... Um, condition the applications to the best of our ability. So with that said, I'm going to move on. Um, I have to move on. There's a lot of applications to get to, okay? So we had a, um, again, I didn't see any site specific, uh, additional site specific come in for 24 Wareham Street. Uh, And we have a motion for, um, Paul, was it a a, a grant with conditions?
3: Yes, it was.
0: Do we have a second? I'll second it. All right, we'll take a, uh, that's Alicia Hunt second it, second, second. Um, So uh, let's see, uh, Alicia Hunt. Yes. Marianne O'Connor? Marianne O'Connor? Uh, yes. Paul Moki. Yes. And I am a yes as well with the conditions. 13 Higgins Avenue, application 41 Poll ID five hundred and eighty seven. If you could bring that up on the map, please.
3: All right.
5: Um.
0: So the, um, points from my review. Uh, There's a three story residential building uh, within about 13 feet, I think you can see that other buildings located within 60 feet, dense residential area with many three story buildings. Now, uh, Dave, do we have any emails regarding 13 Higgins Avenue? We do not. Okay, I'm going to check the chat to see if we have
5: anything. Miranda and I have been watching the chat for people to say if it's about a specific location or something that we are being some people want us to recognize them, but they haven't indicated what it is they want to talk about what their topic is.
0: Yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to um, complete the task that I said.
4: Again, people are concerned about health issues. And again, we have to reiterate that this is not, we cannot,
0: cannot deny. I could address a lot of these comments. The the phrase shot clock came from the federal law not from Verizon. Um, We do have a right to deny applications and pursuing for legal channels. Uh, but please take a look at the case history here. Uh, I mean,
2: yeah, there,
0: law? I uh,
5: have gotten several questions about why in South Medford, why not in other parts of Medford? And the answer is we'd have no idea why Verizon chose the, the neighborhoods that they chose. They have not expressed that to us when asked why these neighborhoods.
4: Is there an answer to that? I actually got a call from a resident today who couldn't be on the call who said, why this neighborhood and what is the plan going forward for how quickly other neighborhoods would be um, impacted?
5: Right, And then some people want it in their neighborhoods, would like higher speed self-service. And there are parts of Medford that have poor self-service, like West Medford and up near the fells and they would like better pet service.
0: I didn't see anything site specific in the chat. Um, Tim, I
3: think the council president had his hand up. I think I saw that a second ago. I don't know if you-
0: All right, let me change my view. Too many things open. President Caraviello. Is that, do I have that correct? uh paul yes yeah that's president Carviella, did you um want to say something yeah, on, on this on this application for uh 13 higgins
9: avenue uh no i have a general question uh tim oh, mr okay. chairman uh this afternoon we had we had congresswoman clark in medford the fourth most powerful person in congress here in our city and she was during her visit and i saw there were city officials there I want to know if, if this question was posed to her uh, about these issues that we're having uh, this evening. Unfortunately, I was unable to attend, but I said, I, I think this is something that should have been asked
0: to her when she was here today. And I don't know if that question was asked to her. We can we can ask Mr. Rodriguez um, if, if that happened. I, I don't know the answer. I wasn't involved uh, with conversations with uh, Representative Barber today.
10: Uh, I was not part of the conversation with Congresswoman Clark. I, it was my understanding that that conversation centered around uh, the pool testing program that got kids back to school in Medford, uh, the American Rescue Plan, and some uh, talk about vaccines. Uh, I'm not, I can't confirm that, that uh,
0: small cell was discussed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, President Cargill. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, and request a motion on 13 Higgins Avenue.
5: Make motion to approve 13 Higgins Avenue with the conditions that we have established.
0: Do hear a second? Second. Thank you, uh, Alicia Hunt. Vote, Alicia Hunt.
5: Oh, I, uh, uh, yes.
0: Paul Moki. Yes. Marianne O'Connor. Marianne O'Connor. Yes. 13 Higgins Avenue is granted with conditions. 28 Kilsyth Road. Application Sorry. number 42. Sorry.
1: And did you vote
0: because I didn't catch your vote? I did. I voted yes. Sorry. Sorry. Okay.
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for uh, double checking. So the next application is number 4228 Kilsyth Road. The uh, poll ID is 2948. My review, <clears throat> my takeaway from the review of this location was um, there's one three story residence about 35 feet away, there's three more within 50 feet, dense residential neighborhood and the hill puts the antenna in in the plane of the third floor uh, residential space on the closest structure <clears throat> so this is 28 killside let me just uh, dave if you could check the emails i'll check the chat and if um if someone could uh, if, if folks are trying to get my attention for 28 killside please let me know I folks could um, I do see everyone's comment, but it makes it uh, difficult. I'm trying to get the site specific comments. Uh, so thank you if you submitted uh, site specific. And I don't see anything in for 28. Mr. Chairman, there were no
10: emails received on this site.
0: Okay, all right. It's 28 Kilsyth. And I don't see anything in the chat. Am I missing anything, uh, other committee members here?
5: Not Folk that I see. On? Tim, is it helpful for me to go to Street View on these as we go through?
0: I think if it's requested, um, I know that um, I definitely have looked at every single one of these. So if, if a committee member wants to go to Street View or the site-specific commenter wants to go to Street View, we can certainly do that. Um,
5: and I'll just let people know that I can switch it to that. Okay. Mass.
0: all right all right so do i hear a motion of 28 kill side? let me mix it up a little bit someone else besides alicia or paul i guess i'm the chair so i don't think i uh, am allowed to motion uh, so
5: right a motion to approve it with conditions
0: okay do i hear a second on that
3: i'll second that
0: all right uh let's go the same order uh for the vote alicia hunt yes paul Moki? yes marianne o'connor
4: um yes
0: and me yes next one is 48 granville avenue i know um there is uh i have received the comment uh, comments from the folks who live close by um, and I'll go over my review of this one. It's within 18 feet of a three story residential structure um, as we can see right there and it's within 50 feet of another one. The uh, plan indicates that the street light will be removed from the pole um, but there is no acceptable alternate location for a street light in this vicinity. Um, so uh, two questions. There is a pole at the corner of Winchester and Granville. Um, I don't, from my understanding, I don't believe it was listed as an alternate pole location. I may be mistaken, but I'd either like to see if we can move the end to there, um, which is further away from residences, or um, if there's uh, something, we got to do something with that light. Um, so let me. Um, <clears throat> I I will uh, summarize the uh, comment as being that the people that live in that uh, house close by uh, object to installing an antenna there. Um, And uh, they would like Verizon to explore an alternate location for that antenna. Um, And uh, like I said, there's no alternate location for that particular street light. Uh, It's a dead end street, and that basically is the light for the street. so if Verizon could talk about the light and see if um, there's uh opportunity for the poll at the corner of Granville and Winchester as opposed to this one. Alicia, could you rotate the screen to look at that other poll?
7: Hey Tim, this is Sean. I can speak to the, the light. The, the light will, will be remaining. Okay. And as to, as to the pole there that's at the corner of the street, that has a couple of no-no's on it for us. It's called a, it's what's called a three-way junction pole. So primary power runs up and down a street, and then primary power comes to the pole another way, three-way junction. And you can also see the equipment up on the top of the primary um, lines there. They're called the closers. We can't attach to a pole that has that equipment on it. And you had the other poles
0: at least... Three of them, uh, I recall, in the application that you had also scratched because of various reasons. Um, could you could you discuss some of those alternate locations quickly?
7: Sure. Um, if 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 you want to, you know, we have poll six forty five, which is if you go up the end of Granville here and take a right, the next poll you'll you'll see has those same reclosers up on the top, so it's 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 not a uh, a pole that we can use. And then if we go the other way up the street, you have, you see that first pole, it's got a transformer on it. We can't attach to that. If you go to the next pole, it also has a transformer on it. We can't attach to that. And as we had talked about in our meeting last week, once you get two or three poles away, you, you, we're really u- losing the, the RF coverage objective we had hoped to satisfy with the location.
0: Thank you. So this is a situation where, you know, we're even in a tighter spot because the residents have vocally stated that they do not want this where it's going. Um, and if I understand everything correctly, which I, I'm pretty sure I do, um, we deny it and it goes there anyway. Um, um,
5: so it it sounds like, though, that one of the objections that at least the one that I was had processed, was it about the street light? And if the yep. street light is staying, um, that helps some of them. We did have one resident indicate early on in the chat that he lived at 48 Granville and wanted to speak.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, that was- the wanted one to
5: one speak one. on 48 Granville.
0: Oh, that's Lou. Okay, that is the, um, Lou Roy, Mr. Roy. Okay. Thank you, Alicia.
5: You want me to hey, Mr. find you? Sure. I'll note
10: that there were no emails received on this location, although okay. Councilor Marks did mention that, uh, did indicate that he would like to uh, offer comment.
0: Okay, let's go to um, um, Mr. Roy, and then we'll go to uh, Councilor Marks. All right, I'll ask him to unmute. Okay.
11: Um. Hi, this is Charlene Roy, and it was because of the street, re- street light removal uh, was the biggest concern, but also that it's only 18 feet from our house, and it's I'm sitting in my living room watching TV and the pole it, it, it looks like it's 10 feet away from the house. And I'm really concerned with
4: the, the distance.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you. And what was your first name again? I'm sorry. I know we met it's the other Charlene day. Charlene Roy. Charlene. Okay. Thank you, Charlene.
11: And, so Charlene- why, and why was the light? Why was it mentioned that the light was going to be removed in the first place?
0: that's a good question they have stated that it wouldn't it's not going to be removed so i'm going to can if if the if the committee so moves to to grant with conditions i want to have the condition on there that the light must remain on that pole so anyway um so thank you very much Councilor marks
9: Thank you, Mr. Chair. I would just respectfully ask, we have, uh, from what I can see, only five residents that have raised their hand to speak. I know there may be some other comments, uh, sites specific, but uh, I'm not sure why we can't go through the residents that raised their hand, listen to uh, their comments at first, uh, so they don't have to stay in a a, a potential meeting for three to four hours. That would make more sense to me, but uh, just wanted to put that out there.
0: I'll take I'll take the suggestion, Councilor Marks. I, um, my screen has uh, multiple windows open, including the chat. So let me go back to make sure I see everyone who has their hands up. I was trying I to get-
5: say, um, but, On that, Joseph Nazaro has said in the ch- chat that he has a question on Grand Hill Street.
0: Okay, well, let's take him first, please.
5: Miranda's gonna start unmuting people for us as we call on them. Hello? We can hear you.
12: Yeah, Joseph. I wanted to say at the beginning that I went out looking for the polls. It was very difficult to find them. The numbers didn't jive with what I was trying to see on the map and what the applications say. So I wonder if the abutters did indeed get notice if they were living near a pole, but for this specific poll, I wanna know how far it is to the Tufts playing fields and does the ordinance in Medford deny, how close to the playing fields can these antennas be?
0: I could uh, field some of those questions. So uh, Verizon has uh, stated, and it it is my understanding um, that is the offsets, that they are um, using uh, are based off of uh, their safety standards. Um, and the, uh, the distance to the playing fields at Tufts, um, I don't have it exactly on me, but it looks, um, looks to be 200, 300 feet. Um, so you're talking about the Tufts playing field, basically close by. Correct. Not but, I think, Tuff, I
5: think she, he means Tufts Park.
0: Tuff's Park. And yeah. that
5: the far end of it, um, where people are known to run dogs, yeah. is on the other side of Winchester and Granville.
0: Right. Just looking at it, it looks to be over, I mean, at least 150 feet, if not more than that.
12: And what's the ordinance say, please?
0: There, there isn't any um, ordinance regarding um, the small cell pol- uh, small cell infrastructure. Uh, no ordinance has been created. There's a policy. The policy doesn't have setbacks. The policy um, uh, references the FCC standards and there's no offset that would. Um, Cause,
12: cause, because this what? is my concern also in the four Colby street poll, but which we haven't got to yet. But the uh, other question is the poll numbers And the street addresses don't seem to match. Is that my observation? Am I just dumb or do
0: they No, the the, the addresses are approximate. um, And then the poll numbers are in the application to get you at the poll. And then they're all mapped um, on this map here. The exact location of the poll are mapped here.
12: So the abutters did get notice. The people who were meant to get notice got notice.
0: Yeah, within 300 feet of uh, the pole location.
5: Right. The 300 feet puts so many people um, within it that um, it can't help but get, like, it goes about two blocks out of each, like a, on this map, um, 50, right? Like, 300 feet is going to be up here, right? So we're looking at some pretty big circles. And we actually in our applications, they show us the map with the radius of, um, oh, they show us a 500 foot radius. Hold on. It's not the 300. All right.
0: A lot of folks are sending comments in about the noise. Uh, One of our standard conditions is that there can be no audible noise um, at at the sidewalk level um, and the dwelling level. And if they are, then they're not meeting the conditions of the approval. And I don't Um, want to Verizon.
5: This map that I'm using is located. Somebody asked about the map and the exact locations. This map that we're using is linked on the city's website on the 5g um small cell uh committee page um and you can it's this um, i've been switching between the one that allows street views and this one Uh, so if people wanted to follow along and zoom in on each of them i was just trying to see if i could What
0: are you trying to look for?
5: Um, The URL that we used for this map, the one that's embedded on the city's website. So if I switch my web page to go get the URL, I'll change what everybody is looking at.
0: Okay, well, let me do that and just send it in the chat to everybody.
5: And to be clear the the link that Tim is set, sending is available on the city's website for everybody. We're just putting it in the chat for convenience. Um, was there anybody else who wanted to speak on Granville? I think yeah, there's, um, a, there's a Mr. couple yeah. still
13: has a, one more question.
12: Yeah, yeah, further to the address, because I was at Colby Street, and four Colby Street is one end of the street, but the pole is the other end of the street, the very other end of the street. So it's like about three or 400 feet away. It's the length of the building on Colby Street. Is that an exception? So there are several poles in between that weren't the correct poles.
5: Can we look at that I'll when we get the to Colby
12: Street? Yeah, we'll look
0: at it when we get to Colby Street. I understand that the comment as far as the address doesn't line up exactly with where the poll location is, just because the address is the house um, or the, the building. And then the the poll is most of these it's right up front, some of them they're around the corner. Um, so and I've made note of the ones that are on a different right of way. Um, you know, sometimes around the corner. Okay. um so let's go uh, i said council marks uh, and then we're going to go to um joseph Nazaro after that he just spoke oh okay all right sorry um and i so council marks and then if, if uh if there's someone else
5: um it looks like a residents raising their hand visually
1: uh fire Tao. A comment on this site.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's let's go with them, please. Hi Miranda, thank you.
5: And we need each person's name and address for the record. And Miranda, if you can try to capture those for us, not just the address they're speaking at, but their their address.
13: Hello. 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 We, gotcha. we thank you. Thank you. The name is Andrew Castanetti. And I've been trying to speak since uh, Councillor Marx spoke earlier. And uh, I, I want to say he brought up some great points. And I understand it's a done deal. It's a slam dunk according to, to Verizon and their lobbyists and the government. Um, however, Verizon implying or stating, and as Alicia Hunt said in today's transcript, I'll quote, we'll just have to trust it works. I would say trust is good, maybe good, but it would be much better if Verizon could place a $10 billion surety health safety bond. That would be much better. Trust me on that one, because there are no guarantees in life or on life. And I can give you one example. Even if it is so safe as we speak, according to GARP. However, 50 years ago, we were painting our house inside our bedrooms. And then 35 years later, we had an issue called lead paint. So would would Verizon, with their surety, place a $10 billion bond in case there's any health issues. I do have a site specific on Bradley Road. I have a loved one whose apartment is directly across from the pole, 10 feet higher than the pole on the fourth floor when you get to Bradley Road. So I'm asking Verizon, Claire as a bell, will they have the, the decency to put up a $10 billion surety health safety bond? Uh, I'm asking that to Verizon. Thank you, Mr. Castanetti. Thank you. Good
0: to hear hear your voice. Um, Thank you. Verizon, can could we get a response uh,
13: to Mr. Castanetti for that question? Can I also get uh, his address for the record? Oh, Cushing Street, C U S H I N G.
0: Stan and Mike. the question regarding- um,
6: Yeah, sure, Mr. Chair. Yeah, yeah, the response is is no. And as we talked about the last time, um, local regulation on the basis of uh, health and safety effects is not permitted under the federal law.
13: Thank you. Okay, in the name of duty and humanity and for safety, the answer is no. Yeah, we've got them
0: on the uh, record.
13: Unfortunately.
0: And, and I, I hope folks, uh, you know, I'm friendly with a lot of folks around here and I you know I hope people understand where I'm coming from and I'm more than happy to continue the discussions why I'm proceeding the way I am. That was Mr. Castanetti and uh Counselor Marks also wanted to speak on this on this occasion. Your Council Marks. we lose them?
9: Uh, I'm here, Tim. Uh, I already spoke, but I would hope that you would just uh, call upon the people that have their hands raised.
0: Okay, thank you. Yeah, I I, I did. All right, so um, we'll we'll take a few minutes here to to get some comments. Um, So we'll go with uh, Dennis Detling. just going down the list that I got here. So we can go ahead and uh, unmute Dennis. Could uh, someone please unmute Dennis? Thank you.
11: Yeah, sorry. Hi, Dennis. It me a little while to click the right thing.
0: That's okay. Hi. I thought someone else was doing it for us, Hi. but uh, thank Hi. you very much.
11: Um, I've been involved with um, the city council meetings and politics, and I've been um, on the same team with um, Alicia Hunt as far as uh, getting uh, a municipal aggregation, and I'm very much concerned about climate change. And um, anyway, I just wanted to say, so I am concerned about two locations near me forty two Quincy and ninety North. Um, but in general, I wanted to know I have two um, three questions actually. Um, one is why um, we dropped the the um, requirement of uh, setback from dwellings because we have a, a requirement for the setback from parks and playgrounds and schools. And if that's not about uh, public safety, then um, please explain that. Um, and why doesn't it apply to dwellings? The second question I have is why did we give up on the canister enclosures so easily when it turns out that other cities require canister enclosures. And these are composite or whatever materials they are that allow the microwaves to go through, but they protect the wires and other um, sensitive things that are inside that um, thing. That doesn't seem to be right to me. And um, uh, are we following up on the liability insurance? Um, I think that's an absolute requirement. And finally, the fourth question is, are we making an effort to appeal this to the federal government? And um, these are all things that were requested by unanimous votes of the city council. And I want to know uh, whether they, I, I want answers to these questions, please.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, I can uh, address the setbacks. So the it says, the policy says that setbacks can be created, but the policy that the applications were submitted under never defined any setbacks. So that's the answer there. Um, So even if we were to, uh, if the the administration were to create a policy that had setbacks, it wouldn't apply to these applications. The canisters, um, I personally thought and the other committee members thought that canisters were worse as far as visual pollution goes. they're, these are smaller without the canisters and they're less visually obstructing um, to me. So that was the reason there um, and the other committee members agreed and the liability insurance that uh, renewal of that is part of the uh, conditions. So I, I agree with you, it's a very important piece of it. So because it's been a year, the, uh, the certificates have expired. Um, so they would need to generate new certificates. Um, I believe those were your questions. The fourth one
11: was about whether we're doing anything about the, uh, the the federal policy appealing to the FCC or the, for president Biden or federal government senators. I mean, the city has the ability to do that.
0: I'm not aware of any actions taken by this administration or any other entity in the city.
11: Are you going to agree to that? Is that going to be, is anyone going to make a motion for that? that it be added uh, as a, as um, I assume that you have jurisdiction over this as you're the committee that's been appointed.
0: We have jurisdiction over the policy that, um, that was written by the city's administration. So, um, I, I, I believe, um, that would, that would be in someone else's court. Not this committee is, is reviewing the applications based off of the policy that was written. We have, um, as I said before, pretty narrow purview on this, um, and I can't speak for other city entities.
11: All right. Well, the, the, the two poles that are near my house, I don't want them. And I want to know: has anyone, has any, have any um, residents requested that they have these, the 5G near their home? I, I, I mean, is, yes. what is the basis of this?
0: The basis is the, uh, the federal order.
11: Uh, and no. then the- I, I mean, I'm sorry. The locations. The locations that were chosen by Verizon. Do we have an explanation for that? And does that explanation include residents requesting that these these um, transponders be near them? Do they want the five G, or would they go are, for yeah. broadband?
0: I believe there are some residents who have specifically requested five G. Um, uh, In those
11: locations.
0: I don't know. Um, we can we can ask Verizon to address that question. Um, And uh, I do know that there's um, um, a desire for folks want 5G. A lot of folks want it. I know a lot of folks don't want it. So um, Verizon, um, Stan or or Mike, uh, have there been specific requests from residents to want uh, antennas in the vicinity of their home?
6: I I don't know if someone on the team can answer that, but I would say just generally, Mr. Chairman, we're here at a hearing about specific sites. I thought we had ground rules here where general comments were being taken up last week and uh, we were gonna move through these applications. And I would request that you move through the applications. Um, We're hearing a lot of stalling going on to try to delay this. And um, we would like to get these applications through through the committee, please.
2: There's
0: a response there. Uh, Thank you. All right, so-
13: um, Can I get the address for the record? Sorry. Oh, uh,
11: 120 North Street. Thank you. Yeah. So do we have um, other site
0: specific comments on 48 Granville Avenue that remain? I I, I wanna get to the applications as well. It's, all right. I know that there are hands up, but I I agree that we need to continue to move on. We've heard a lot of general comments and we have to continue. Um, so if there's uh, no other comments on 48 Granville Avenue, I'd like to uh, introduce a condition that the light will remain, which is uh, different from what it says on the plans. Um, so I'd like uh, to hear a motion uh, and if the motion is uh, to grant with conditions, I would like uh, th- that uh, member to add that the light will remain. If they agree, they so moved.
5: Motion yeah. to approve with the regular conditions and the that the light remains on this poll in contrary to what is on their application.
0: Okay. have a second
1: second
0: All right alicia hunt the vote. yes paul Mulkey. yes Marianne o'connor Marianne. yes and i'm a yes as well light will remain Right, thank you. We'll move on to uh, 25 Dexter Street. <clears throat> so this poll is at the corner of Dexter and Bow. It's actually uh, in the Bow Street right-of-way. And it's within 20 feet of a three-story residential structure. The poll ID is 4312. So we get to that one. All right, and if we could check emails and uh, chat on specific comments to the site.
10: Uh, Mr. Chairman emails received.
0: Okay. Are the
10: committee, well, I ma- see any,
1: uh, any hands raised on this one.
0: Okay. I'll wait until we get the map there. And still just going through the comments. I'm getting um, sort of inundated with general comments. I'm going to ask people to n- please stop sending me general comments. I'm not ignoring questions. There's been a ton of public comment period. And you can choose your carrier.
5: Sorry, is it the one that has the Dexter Street sign on it? I was trying to um, go to ground level
1: to see it. Uh, well, let me just say here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: This one here. And so this is it at ground level. That's it, yep. Yeah. Um, this one looks like they were going to need to install a new pole. The diagram showed uh, it going taller than that current pole is. Um, uh, top Expand of the.
7: the yep. I think you're looking at the wrong pole. I think it's across the street from there.
5: Okay. Thank you very much. This one, the one without the light, that. Thank you. Yes.
3: Correct. Thank you. Mm, okay. I appreciate
5: that. Um, so it's the current poll there is, according to this diagram that was submitted, existing top was at 34 feet. So they're just going to gonna go with a pole that's four feet taller. And I just, I, I'm sure that we asked this last week and I wanted to make sure we were clear that there's no intention to extend the poll or put a topper but rather in a situation like this because this is the first we're discussing specifically it would be a new poll and you would be replacing it.
7: I can answer that Yes, yeah. so it will be a new poll and um, you know when we submit our applications national grid does their survey and they tell us that the pole needs to be replaced for for some reason, maybe because this one was leaning a little bit, they thought a new pole would be um, needed for the antenna.
4: So it will be higher at that point?
7: That was currently there? It will be higher, yes.
0: Yeah, that's my understanding of the review too. Yes, Mary, that was my understanding of this review too.
5: Okay, I didn't have any other questions on this location.
0: All right, I can't can't even remember if I already asked this, did we receive any emails on 25 Dexter Street? I don't think we did, right?
5: I haven't seen any um, chats or anything either.
0: Okay, Yep. I don't see anything. Okay, all right, do I have a motion on 25 Dexter Street?
3: I'll um, make a motion to approve that with the conditions we
0: adopted. Do we hear a second? Second. Alicia Hunt, vote? Yes. Paul Mokey? Yes. Mary Yes. Tim is a yes as well. 39 Albin, Albion Street. Applica- it's 39 Albion Street, application number seven poll number is 4732 and it's on the corner of the uh, of William Street and it's actually in the William Street right-of-way it's within 20 feet of one three-story residence and within 25 feet of another there's the location there um, have we received any emails regarding 39 Albion Street
10: no emails received
0: all right, let me just check the chat here, and folks uh, let me know on the team if we received anything for 39 Albion Street.
5: This is another one where it looks like it needs to be a new poll.
0: Yep, there's a few of those. Some mid mid-poll swap, too. Some of them,
5: this is the location here on William street.
0: All right. Dennis, I have you in for 42 Quincy and, and 90. No other just scrolled back to the top and I see other people's to uh, Brookings. So we'll get to those, but right. I don't see anything for um, 39 Albion. If you, have-
5: if you like the new poll, the top of this is going to take it up above the existing houses.
0: Okay. All right. Do um, we hear a motion?
4: Height of this pole is going to be this pole is going to be replaced or put on top.
5: It's gonna. This is going to be replaced. The existing utility pole. The elevation is twenty nine feet six inches according to this survey, and they're proposing to put the antenna um, at. Um, the uh, bottom of their Utena equipment is at 34 feet. So they're gonna be going up is that six feet higher than the current pole.
13: Thank
0: you. Um, um, most of these tend to be above the plane of homes um, unless like Hillside, that was on a hill.
5: Sorry, I apologize if I'm making people a little dizzy. I just wanted to have a good view of these. There, That's the view where we can sort of see it'll go up higher.
0: Yep, and that's one where you can see um, it probably is a new pole. You can tell just by looking at the base of it. You can tell by looking at the pole itself, but they haven't um, they haven't done the finished work on the concrete. And that's what I was referring to before. So quite a number of them like that. You can see that. Yeah. Anyway,
5: motion um, to approve with our conditions.
0: Thank you. Do I hear a second? Second. Alicia Hunt, vote? Yes. Paul Moki? Yes. Marianne O'Connor? Yes. Timmy Gibran? Yes. Moving to um, application number eight 20 Winchester Street. Poll ID 671. The poll is actually in the Wareham Street right of way. It's in one corner. In my review uh, of this one, Within 20 feet of one three-story residence, and one more is within 50 feet. That one looks familiar. Six seven one, yeah, that's six seven one. So that's the pole there. <clears throat> so again, that's another new pole. A lot of these are new poles, so. It's-
4: Again, can I ask us if it's above the residence?
5: what the height would be? Height uh, on their, their proposal says the existing top of the pole is at 29 feet, and that they're proposing the base of their equipment go, starts at 34 feet. Um, so they're, Installing a new pole that's five feet higher than the one that's currently there. Um, if I can back it up a bit, a bit so people can get. Oh, doing that. That um... it. It'll go higher than the existing. So we can see that it's currently above the houses and it's gonna go five feet higher than it currently is. Thank you. It'll be significantly above the current house there.
0: Okay, and I don't see anything in the chat for 20 Winchester Street. Do we have anything in email? Uh, nothing in the email, Mr. Chairman,
10: and Councilor remarks has indicated the has the additional comment.
0: Okay. Councilor Marks, um, if you can, if you can be brief um, that would would be appreciated. Um, Will let you, uh, I'll let you speak, please. Unmute Councilor Marks.
9: Thank, thank you, Tim. Uh, yeah. I, I I requested about 20 minutes ago that we allow people that have their hands raised to speak. And you agreed with that. And then a representative from Verizon came on and said they heard enough public input. And then you sided with Verizon. I'm, I'm a little. Uh, disappointed that I said it with,
0: my, I with myself I mean I'm, I, I, I do want to let these people speak and I am going to um, give them two minutes each there's five of
9: them that's 10 minutes
0: yeah if I am it doesn't
9: I, make sense to go through all these petitions let the people speak that want to speak
11: thank
0: you just so everybody knows I mean there's there's a lot on the agenda so I'm trying to keep it moving so, but uh, I, I do want to let people speak. Um, so if we can be quick here, please. I do want to respect folks, make sure that folks have a chance to speak. Uh, so let's go to Mr. Lysakowski, if I'm saying that correctly. We can't, uh, we can't hear you, Mr. Lysakowski. You are unmuted though. All right. Well, um I think I believe we may have lost him. Um, Mr. Leskelski, if he comes back, just let me know. And if you have general comments, you can say him with the next one. Uh, Mr. Brandis, we'll unmute you. Please try to keep it brief.
8: Hi, uh, my name is Aaron Brandis. My address is 48 Marion Street. And I have um, one uh, I have two questions, I guess. One is, um, it's been my impression that uh, Verizon was having work done at their behest, or in some way, on um, many of the designated polls, and I'm wondering... That's true. And secondly, uh, the committee keeps uh, talking about how their hands are tied and how, but I don't, aren't you the people who uh, were supposed to, who wrote the conditions uh, that applications had to meet? Who, can you clarify who wrote them? And also during this, there seem to be a lot of other towns that are, you know, adding more Conditions to protect their citizens, and I'm wondering if if you've had any contact with other cities about this. Thank you. Thank you very much. The you
0: um, can let the uh, committee members speak to their experience. Um, I've been talking to uh, quite a number of folks regarding this. Um, the policies and ordinances that other towns are operating under are different from ours. The policy that we have in place, the interim policy was written by the um, previous mayor's administration uh, and is the one we're operating under today.
10: Uh, right. Tim, I think uh, I can add a little bit if, if, if you, if you sure. want to indulge me just on, in terms of background, in terms of the, the, the poll work. Uh, Tim's uh, Tim is correct, and just to clarify his point, This was a policy that was developed in 2019 under the Burke administration. These are applications that were submitted in 2019 under the Burke administration. Uh, And this, these are, we we sought advice of counsel over the past year. Um, Mayor Lungo Kern sought to delay this as fervently as she could uh, and Verizon can can speak to that. uh, Some of the conversations that, that she had with them via email trying to push these out and, and delay these and find more time and advocate at the, the federal level uh, to the greatest extent she could. Um, this is uh, what Tim said, an unfortunate situation. Um, speaking specifically to the poll work that was done by Verizon, it was brought to our attention that poll work was being performed. Verizon was put on notice that any work performed prior to this hearing was done at their own risk. Uh, If they were doing it in advance of this hearing before these permits were issued um, and the permits were not issued, they're out. Uh, They're they're doing so at their own risk. Speaking to an earlier point about the federal advocacy, it is a point extremely well taken. And the mayor and I have spoken about this a number of times and we are preparing our our advocacy strategy to the federal government now uh, so that we can advocate to both Senator Warren, Senator Markey, Congresswoman Clark, the FCC, the White House, anybody that will listen to us, we're gonna talk to about these issues because she is extremely concerned about the removal of local control. Over these, the placement of these things, that's what we mean when, uh, when I think, and I'm not going to put words inside Tim's mouth when they say our hands are tied. It um, wasn't tied by us, by anyone on this call, um, and anyone that's currently in city government or currently that served that that probably has ever even been to Medford. Uh, which is the most frustrating part for all of us. Uh, I've spoken to all four members individually uh, about their frustrations, my frustrations, the mayor's frustrations, and they're working through them. So that those are just a couple brief points on that stuff. I hope it was helpful. So um, I'm available for any other questions. I appreciate
8: that. And what what's your position? Are you a, do you have a position in the city government? I'm the chief of staff for the city. Yep. You're what? A staff? I'm the mayor's chief of staff. Chief of Staff, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate um, getting some direct responses. Thank you. Sure.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. Brandis. Um If you could do me a favor and take your hand down. Uh, folks, if you, if you have spoken, please take your hand down. I will move on to the next location, but Mr. George, uh, I, I assume a man, George Silvestro, Marilyn Jordan, uh, and um, Barbara Kendall. Um, I believe Barbara may have a site-specific one. I've, I've spoken to Barbara. Um, so we're just we'll do it that way. Uh, cause I, I do want to let people speak. That is part of this as, as, has been said. Um,
5: <clears throat> I'm unmuting. Uh, Mr. Silvestro. Um, uh,
0: okay. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to do that. N- the next, the next one. That's okay. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I, I believe it's a general comment. So, um, uh, do we have any, um, let's see. I just kind of lost my place. I believe we're on 20 Winchester street, six, seven, one. Um, and uh, application number eight. So 20 Winchester Street. So uh, do we have any emails on 20 Winchester Street? I don't believe I saw any uh, in the comments in the chat.
10: There are no emails, Mr. Chairman.
0: Okay, thank you. All right. All right. Thank you everybody for your general comments, um, but it's making it more difficult for me to get the uh, specific ones. Okay. I don't see anything in the chat for 21 Chester Street. Um, and that's, uh, do we have that one on the screen? This is where I am.
5: Yes, that's my belief that that's, we're looking at it from a distance to see it's comparison to yes. the building.
0: Thank you, thank you. That's all right, good. I'm on track now. Yeah, we did, all right, we did do that. Okay, so we're ready for a motion. at the- uh,
5: Motion to approve 20 Winchester Street with our standard conditions.
0: All right, do hear a second? I'll second that motion. Okay, uh, and uh, we'll vote. Alicia Hunt? Yes. Paul Moki. Yes. Marianne O'Connor? Yes. Okay, it's approved conditions. All right, next one is application number nine for Colby Street, poll 4435. And I do know that somebody wanted to speak on full for Colby Street. I, I believe it was um, gentleman who spoke a couple uh, couple times back, so we can get him back on.
13: Yeah,
3: uh, Mr. Nazaro.
0: Yeah, but before we do that, um, my review: uh, there wasn't any three-story residences within 60 feet, uh, and it's at the corner of the Tufts Science Building on Colby. Um, so with that, uh, we'll go to site-specific comments. Anything in the email? Just check that first.
10: Uh, there were a number of emails received, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I'll read them in uh, several, I'll read them in chronological order as they were received. Uh, and I apologize if I um, mispronounce anybody's name. Uh, Sharon Sue uh, in an application regarding, concerning about um, additional studies, uh, definitively proving the safety of small cells. Uh, and that application nine is adjacent to her house with young children, uh, with and she's concerned about the uh, constant exposure. Uh, she did send two emails to that, to that, uh, general effect. Uh, another email was received from Sharon Wong, uh, additional scientific studies, um, regarding like that young children at home all day. I'm not sure if this is the same individual, um, uh, based upon the, 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 context of the, the email, uh, Mr. Nazzaro also, uh, emailed a number of times, uh, regarding his property at 9698 Princeton opposite the pole, um, and he uh, stated that he was well served by the legacy service of 3G and 4G. And he uh, had some comments regarding uh, some of the other uh, comments that were made previously. Um, stated that 440 scientists have now signed the 5G appeal and have, he has serious health concerns uh, related to 5G. And uh, restated uh, that the health of the community is the most basic protection. Um, final email was again from Mr. Nazaro um concerned about the uh, pole placement uh, that was that was there and the structural sa- the structural integrity of pole 365 outside of four Colby that's the extent of the email uh, you. and I did get there was a confirmation in the chat uh, that emails uh, from Sharon sue and Saren Wong uh, were from the same individual
9: okay thank
10: um, okay. you
5: So that pole is one that will be replaced. The existing pole according to the application is the top of it is 33 and a half feet high and the new top of pole would be 38 and a half feet high. So it'll be five feet taller than the existing pole, um, which looks like it's gonna, again, put it significantly above the other houses and would address any instability issues of the existing poll, because it will be a new one.
0: And um, does um, Mr. blanking on his name, the gentleman that wrote an email and said he wanted to speak on Colby, does he want to? Rosario. Yeah, has he made his appointment to speak?
12: Yes. Okay, okay, hello. I... Don't understand why there are no setbacks for the playing fields. People in their houses won't be exposed to the millimeter wave radiation. People out in the street will be. The pole I thought was at the other end of the building where the door opens, that's for Colby Street, but it's the far end of the building by the playing fields. One end of the building, the kids stand out there and smoke. So they'll be irradiated. The other end of the, That street, the kids are out there in the playing fields.